Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. Hi, I'm Marie, and I've always been scared of snakes, uh, as long as I can remember. Even sometimes extension cords kind of freak, or belts and stuff can freak me out because they kind of remind me of them. Um, And I can't even, if I'm scrolling through Facebook and I see even a picture of one, I kind of almost throw the phone away and I have to get someone to, like, hide the post because, ugh. But it's not irrational because there's a genuine reason to be scared of them. So, yeah. Hello and welcome once again to another episode of What Are You Afraid Of? With me, the brown-skinned Kieran Callum, and my fantastic co-host, the shaven-headed, blue-eyed, <laughs> fast-fisted <laughs> Joe Elvin. Gung-ho Joe Elvin. Yeah. <laughs> and today we are here to speak to a guy called Carl Kamen. Now, Carl is effectively a uh, PUA coach. That basically means that he goes out there and he teaches men who are terrible with women, who lack confidence with women, in order to find that self-belief, in order to go out there and attract the very sorts of women that they want. And Carl has been through his own share of fears in the past, and that's what we're going to talk to him about today. So, hello, Carl. Hello. Pleasure to be here. Hello. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. So, yeah, fear... What has it meant to you throughout your life? How did you end up being a man who teaches men to overcome their fear of talking to women? Well, actually, I feel like anyone who gets into the industry that I work in, their reason was trying to edu- eradicate their fear, so to speak. So as far as fears, as a kid, I had a weird, irrational fear of whales. I'm talking like a good 11 or 12 years ago when I was like 10, like to the point where... The animal. The, the animal, yeah, not the country, not the country. Nothing against <laughs> and um, I'd be swimming with friends or my brother or whatever, and like I'd find myself freaking out, thinking that like like I was ten, but yeah, yeah, that is, yeah, yeah I feel like um, I'd freak out thinking that like mm. Shamu or whatever was gonna like pop out or whatever, and from like under the pool and eat me alive. It was crazy. It didn't even make sense. Mm. But what it's taught me as I got older, what I got out of it, the attitude that I started to adopt in regards to more rational fears was that they're either ephemeral or that I can overcome them, so to speak. So not necessarily ephemeral, but I'm not an advocate of completely eradicating your fears because fear is a survival instinct. It's what allows you to protect yourself, so to speak. It's less about disregarding the feeling for me and more, more about understanding it and acting accordingly. And I think that's just a part of growing up and maturing. Just understanding your, your, your feelings, understanding that you can't always live in full alignment of your feelings with, with how you feel and make decisions based on how you feel. But take the necessary te- steps to do what you need to do regardless kind of thing. And that's what I teach to my clients because they're mainly the, like, the, the guys that I teach are from like 18 to 24 uh, where things like approach anxiety are prevalent because, you know, we're, we're still young and things like that. But yeah... And also, I feel like um, one thing that I've noticed for me in regards to fear is that as human beings, this is something that I learned from a book called The Game of Life by oh, Florence Scovel Shin, I think. She said essentially that like, as human beings, we attract what we fear. So when it came to things like being scared of approaching girls, the fear of public speaking or the fear of embarrassing myself I've gained a deep understanding of my subconscious over the years so I, I've realised that the more I'm scared of something the more likely I am to find myself or unintentionally put myself in that situation where I have to face that thing so rather than avoiding whatever it is the approach that I try to take in everything that I do is just to almost throw myself in the fire and e- even if it's for the mere fact that I know that the next time that I'm in, in this situation I won't be as scared as I was kind of thing so in regards to things like pick up because a lot of PUAs will, will say things like oh I'm going to eradicate your AA we call it in, in PUA times your, your approach anxiety I'm more you'll still have it but like you'll know how to manage it and overcoming, overcome it and take action regardless so yeah. you fight 
Or you face your fears in in all aspects of your life then, not actually just dating? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so how else have you combated fear? I would say anything that I've had to... um, Anything that's made me have to like put myself out there. So things like so as far as putting myself out there, the the most recent way that I put myself out there was obviously becoming a PUA coach. Uh, so I graduated this summer and decided afterwards that like your typical nine to five life wasn't for me, and that I wanted to do something that I was passionate about, and started um, coaching around at around like July, August kind of thing. Um, the reason I wasn't as scared as like say years back of doing that was that like I've been putting myself out there for years like from the age of like 13 is when I would say that my journey started even though at that time I didn't know about self-development all I knew was that I had an idea of the type of person that I wanted to be in that rather than assuming that when I'm an an adult things will magically fall into place for me and that I'll magically become more confident and attractive or whatever I'm going to do my utmost to work towards that so when I was in secondary I did pretty much everything like I played instruments sang rapped danced all to force yourself to get out of your comfort zone pretty much yeah exactly um, like performing on stage in public performing on stage dancing on stage yeah things like that so as I got older I kind of lost that though but until I discovered self-development and pick up and then decided to start coaching for myself and that's why as uncomfortable as it's, it was this year to let everyone know that um so that's friends family girls whatever that that i'm gonna teach pick up to guys from the ages of 18 to 24 the reason that fear the the reason that that fear of putting myself out there wasn't as strong was because like like i said i've been doing it for years i've been putting myself up for years i've got a question go on it seems like what i'm hearing from listening to your speakers that in some way you consider talking to women to be more scary than pretty much anything else Firstly I'm saying Would you say that's how you see it And secondly I'm saying Would you say that's how many guys Most guys see it anyway It's not so much that it's scarier But the reality of it is As young millennials A lot of uh, people Especially in the UK Where we don't have as much of a culture Of talking to random people Compared to like Other countries in Europe Like say Greece Or even France Like I spent a semester abroad in France For example And then I, I noticed that like You could practically talk to to anyone kind of thing i've had even in in the states like for example i I remember coming back from like a a a heat game and having the heat cap and like some random americans just high-fiving kind of thing you don't get that as much in 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 the uk so just based on the fact that like we don't have a culture of putting ourselves out like that as 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 um londoners because i don't know about um other parts of the uk I feel like um, it's scarier as young adults, I would say. So have you heard of the 18-40-60 rule? 18-40-60? Yeah. No. So you know when you're... You, when, no. So you know when you're 18, you tend to be a lot more self-conscious and you tend to care more what people sure. think and things like that. And then when you're 40 is when you get to a point in life where you're like, you know what, yeah. fuck this, I'm going to do whatever <laughs> it is that I want in life. And okay. when you're 60 is when you realise that the people that you thought judged you so much and cared so much about what... Um, what you're you're up to and this that and the other didn't care to begin with like it's it's really in your mind kind of thing i feel like as young guys we're so caught up in trivial bs that doesn't really matter like i i stress the importance of going for the things that you want rather than like for, for instance yes 18 year old me would have been scared to approach a girl that i found attractive on the street kind of thing but now i see it more as like even you know if i do get rejected even if I make a fool of myself like a month from now a day from now an hour from now her or the people around watching me won't even know who I, who I am kind of thing mm. but yeah to, to say that um, approaching women is the scary was like my biggest fear um, that's not what I'm saying however in fact it's, it, I, I, what I'm trying to say is that the fact that I have had greater fears and overcame them is what it allowed me to get into pick up because it, it seemed less scarier in, in comparison yeah because you built up a track record of pretty much pushing yourself in exactly. the past for me that's really interesting that you as a 13 year old made yeah. that decision yeah. to become you said become that person who comes out of his comfort zone was that because you were before that really shy or what, what made you decide to start doing those things at such a young age no that's that's a yeah, bit was there of a weird, catalyst as a 13 year old it's a weird one I've had a weird com- combination of um, wanting to stand out 
but not necessarily but being like the quiet kid in my school but wanting to stand out and wanted to like show off and this that and the other and yeah. that, that was kind of my way of um, making friends kind of thing like through my talents or whatever it was that I was really good at or, or, or passionate about but yeah it's it's a weird one yeah it, it was my way of gaining confidence pretty much so hold on so what you're saying is mm-hmm. you were shy mm-hmm. but I wasn't shy wanted... I was quiet okay yeah you were quiet yeah and you weren't really outgoing but um, you wanted to be more outgoing because that was it with me I would say mm-hmm. so is it the same thing like you always had this idea of the kind of person you wanted to be I would say I was outgoing in my actions but my personality didn't match mm. and that that actually um, to this day is confuses a lot of people I would say but especially back then because it was like but he's so quiet but then like when he's on stage he's you know singing his heart out or when he's on stage he, he's 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 breaking it down or whatever so it's it's, it's so I felt like um, it would be weird for me to like be good at like this that and the other and like my personality not to match I felt like my personality didn't match my actions uh, and what I was passionate about like with my talents and things like that uh, mm-hmm. was there anything that happened that made you think fuck it I have to change or was it like mm-hmm. a linear and gradual pro- progress okay, so I would say from the ages of 13 to 15 I still had that confidence because of like my, my, my talents and things like that from 15 to say 17 obviously you start to care about girls more you start being more self-conscious you start thinking okay this Worrying girl doesn't like me at 15 yes um, <laughs> uh, or like, quick, quick um, question did you ever measure when you were a teenager I, funny enough I never really I, never, but, um, I did that when I was 14 when you were 14 yeah one day I realised that size mattered and then I saw in a magazine what the average length was yeah. shit so I, I had a look Get at it ruler from school yeah yeah yeah. I, I wanted to see where I measured up that's a totally normal thing that all teenagers just go through uh, boys yeah. anyway yeah but anyway carry on no I, funny enough I felt like measuring would affect my ego so I just thought in my head you know my, my dick's big enough <laughs> you don't need to go there you don't need to go there I've, I've had no complaints so far so it's yeah, you know that's a very adult way of looking at it I wish I was that mature when I was 14 <laughs> yeah but yeah but um, regardless so from 15 to 17 I did start becoming more self-conscious about like my looks and things like that. When I got to seventeen, when it was uh, I had developed like huge, almost crippling um, social anxiety. I stopped dancing as well, which didn't help, and I, I stopped um, like taking drama lessons as well, which really helped me in the past uh, in terms of like um, it pushes uh, you to come out. Yeah, exactly, show. exactly, exactly. And when I was eighteen, was when. I suffered from depression and uh, had a uh, huge anxiety and other things were happening at the time as well. It got to a point where I was like, you know what, I have to change kind of thing. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to... Like, I felt like I was slowly dying kind of thing. And then when I... Around, like, March 2014, so this was year 13, the, the last... So six more, like, a few months uh, before uni or whatever, um, I discovered, funny enough... Um, the game well not the game but like pickup and, and self-development but uh, and then uh, the, the moment I learned about pickup like I studied uh, I like anything that I could get in my hands on in regards to pickup I, I, I read it I studied from practically practically everyone in the industry and um, like I dedicated the whole of summer 2014 to uh, just approaching as many girls as possible whether it was bus stops trains um shops restaurants uh clubs whatever and i would say in that little month i had changed radically by the time i um got into uni and 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 and, um so by the time i was at uni like i was fine I, I, i gained my confidence again and then from like um, first year to second year to third year, third year it's been a crazy adventure and then from third year was when I decided hmm, like, this, all this knowledge that I've accumulated over the years it would be great to like teach because I wish I had someone to kind of mentor me, mentor me I've never had a mentor anyone who knew about game in my area so like I felt like um, especially in London where there aren't a lot of um, PUAs in my age anyway I felt like I, I kind of had to be the guy to, to fly the flag for um, <laughs> um, young PUAs in, 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 in the UK kind of thing but yeah so um, that's really interesting um, I've interviewed a few of the other like dating coaches yeah. in London and they all seem to come from a place 
which you mentioned where they were just either depressed or yeah. had like crippling social anxiety and they've all seemed to come from like the very bottom yeah. of as far as talking to women yeah. and risen all the way to the you know supposedly to the top at first when you were talking about when you were like 13 going out and doing that thing I was like oh this guy's maybe this is different but would you yeah. say that's the sort of transformation that you made as well oh most definitely yeah because I, I feel like uh, where you get to a point where like um so you, you start off for, um especially when you're young you start off you know trying to get the girls trying to um, sleep with as many girls as you want kind of thing but you, you get to a point after, afterwards where you don't necessarily get bored of it but you want more out of life and you realise that so for me it was a, you've a, a already catas- reached that point pardon you've already reached that point I would say I don't, really don't care as much about how old are you with, I am 22 and you've reached that point I'm 20 yeah wow yeah. that's very that's I mean so curious. Curious. Every, come on no, I'm, you know what it is everyone's when it's end goal is different <laughs> this is what I'm saying everyone's end goal is different Everyone, no no I'm, I'm not I'm not attacking I'm being yeah, impressed yeah. No, <laughs> I'm not attacking Jesus. No, but I was sick. But that's the thing. Everyone's end goal is different. Huh. For me, it was. A I got there like six months ago. Mad. I'm wait, 35. Wait. <laughs> no, so, Karen. But what, what what I want to say is that so for me it was like I see it as like there a lot of life skills can be um, learned from from this. Um, from this industry it's, it's not like you, like for, for instance the same confidence building that I learned from 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 uh, pickup was what I used for job interviews was it was what I used to to um, uh, for like public speaking to, to, to present in, in in uni lectures or whatever and things like that like there was so much more to this for me anyway than getting a same day lay or whatever kind of thing <laughs> that's another PUA term but yeah Excuse me if this sounds crass. Like if if you can't get laid, then it's yeah. like this massive deal. Yeah, it you is. Do mm. and then you think that if you you know if, if I can learn to get laid every weekend, every time I go yeah. to the club, that that's gonna solve all my problems. But then, you know, you do. But yet, we, I do feel and like you, you do need to go through that stage just, afterwards yeah. to to feel like okay, okay, so yeah. now I've got but this. But then it's just part. What else? Of life. It's not a yeah. big deal. Yeah, exactly. All right, I've got a question. You said that you were really depressed. Mm-hmm before you got into all of this right what started that it sounded like you were on some I very hard doing, times I stopped doing everything um, like everything that I was passionate about how come essentially um, yeah what, what brought that about oh a lot of things family members not being supportive me feeling like uh, so like for example dancing was something that I was very passionate about and I, I even considered it, considered um, to, to pursue as a career kind of thing and then I got to a point where like being especially when I was a teen teen, I felt like I had the time li- limit for everything I felt like okay if I don't make it when I'm young kind of thing it's never going to work out so I felt like that a lot so when um, what I wanted it, I, I didn't meet my, my, my expectations I kind of gave up on that and because I stopped doing practic- practically everything that I that I was passionate about because I stopped um being creative that that's what led to my depression i would say i see so you didn't get the results you wanted which yeah. made you feel like a failure yeah so then as a result feeling like a failure you yeah. stopped doing stuff that made you feel happy yeah which then gave you even less reason to feel happy yeah it's uh. crazy it's crazy but yeah so what do you teach your your students then these guys are age 18 to 24 who you're helping to get better with women how does that work what are you doing with them i do face-to-face coaching sessions as well as um, Skype sessions because I do have a lot of overseas clients funny enough they're a lot more receptive it's, it's, especially Americans like there's so much more willing I've found to um, like improve themselves over here it's like I, I get people messaging me telling me oh I really want to get good at game and then like next month they're like they're very fickle I don't know why but so I have Skype um, coaching sessions from for overseas clients I do face-to-face coaching sessions in like around central London which like if you're in, in central London you'll notice if you ever see like a bunch of um, guys walking around looking like they're scouting for women or whatever like they're usually gamers or, or, or PUAs um, so I do that and um, as far as what I teach I teach people to I teach young guys to, to, to fully own themselves to express their true natures and become more um, attractive uh, versions of themselves as a result because a lot of PUAs will say will say things like oh you know just be yourself I feel like t- telling someone that's shy for example or, or naturally introverted to be themselves is 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 very vague and it doesn't help them I, I, I would say be 
like learn this and be the the best version of yourself as a result kind of thing but yeah to, to sum up what i would teach um to uh, again i would say to truly to express your true nature to enter to, to become more attractive as a person i think we need to address this so people with only a basic knowledge of pickup artists right they'll think about pick up lines yeah. and the book the game which yeah. came out what more than a decade ago yeah. 2001 wasn't it yeah something like that 2002 also i don't think anyone in my generation knows about north Charles no Okay, yeah. and then the other guy will probably be Julian Blanc, who's been banned oh, yeah. from RSD, very, yeah, very, yeah, yeah. many countries. Mm-hmm. Um, caused a bit of an uproar among feminists in the world, really. Yeah. So, d- does your um, does your coaching echo either, either of those things, or is it a lot different? Mm. No, because I found out about RSD. So, Tyler and Julian, and so the whole like RSD clan uh, a bit later as far as people who actually I actually learned from two guys mainly one called um, Justin Wayne he got my attention because he's um, an African American PUA as well so I, and I didn't see a lot of black people in, in, in the industry which is what I talk about in one of my podcasts being black in gaming and being black in dating so he got my attention I learned a lot from him and another person called Arash Dibazar who um learned from it he was like a protege of mystery um and he focuses on um but he's he's now i would say he's more of like a lifestyle coach so so he um like he stresses the importance of like um you know working on your on your inner game on your inner self and um um like um he he he's kind of like combined pick up and martial arts and business and so many other things but so those two i would say are, um i i i as far as like my style and the the, the the way i go about approaching women i'd say it's a it's a it's a mixture of those two more than anyone else in the pua industry all right but i think you might have misinterpreted the question Sorry at least as i heard the question so the way i heard the question was effectively mm-hmm. you're going out there and you're helping men to seduce women right and these are sleazy young men who just want to find a hole to put their dick in and that's everyone's end goal is different but yeah the, the but that, that's that's yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. the that's the thought yeah. it's like oh yeah come on yeah let's have some of her yeah. and then you go up there and you do all of this stuff to trick her yeah you say all of these lines is that it is designed well, that's the that's the belief. That's the perception. That's I'm, the belief. You're tricking her into doing something she wouldn't have wanted to do just to use her, and then you have sex with her and you get rid of her. And she was lied to. She was conned. She was manipulated, like advertising, but like he, literally advertising for some fake product. I mean, he did answer the question. He he said the two people who influence him the most are the people whose teachings focus on self development and becoming a better man, yeah. rather than well, like what you said, like manipulating women. Yeah. But no, that's, that's that's a funny point. But I feel like um, as human beings, it's in our nature to try and manipulate people. It's just that some of us are better at it than others, kind of thing. So I want to say, you know, it's not necessarily lying. It's um, influencing, perhaps, um, uh, because, yeah, because you are essentially selling yourself to um, the the woman that you're trying to approach. But like I've been, I've had approaches where like I've literally told the the, the woman. What exactly what it is that I do, and they've all they've praised it practically. I've never had to lie to a woman um, um, that that I approach. I don't, I don't see the lying part because because it, it, otherwise, you know, you'd be contradicting yourself. It would be weird to like because I, I I teach guys to like truly express themselves, but then yeah. to lie to to women to get them. This yeah. it's, it's not what I'm about. A lot of PUAs do do it, and I feel like that's why it's um, very frowned upon. In, in this day and age but you know that, that might change in 10 years but yeah so how is it even remotely possible that you can be going out there talking to random women yes. telling them that you make a business of going out and talking to random women yeah. and they're not a special little snowflake, snowflake but one of many how is it even possible that you could be telling them that and then they still want to talk to you afterwards it's just it's it's a uh, it's a it's just it boils what it boils down to is how you present it to them like like anything else like women aside if you want to if you're trying to sell a product to someone uh, you have to present it in a way that um or rationalize it to them in in a way that they'll they'll accept what it is that you're you're telling them so i'll say things like um um 
in a way to to make women relate sort of thing because I'll, I'll even ask girl, uh, some girls that I approach oh so like um like I'll pick up a, a woman with a terrible chat up line like oh excuse me I'm looking for my Tinder date she's about yay high and then I start describing her and then she laughs and then uh, <laughs> and then she'll be like oh so on a scale of 1 to 10 how 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 bad was that or how good was that and then, she, yeah. and then I'll add in like oh funnily enough um, I teach guys to overcome this that and the other so their fear of approaching women or whatever um, what, and I always like to get women's viewpoints on the matter, and then from then we'll vibe or whatever, we'll talk or whatever. So it's 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 all about how you present it to them. So it sounds like you're presenting it as coming from the pla- trying to overcome the fear yeah. and the the place of emotional vulnerability mm-hmm. that kickstarts the approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to become a better and stronger person yeah. as a result. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let, let's let's talk about fear. Then, so would you say the majority of clients that come to you? Yeah. Where, what level are they starting on? Are they terrified to even say hello to girls? Most of them. What's the average level? It's a weird one because a lot of my clients, I have a mixture, but a lot of them, because like you know, we we go to like school and sixth form, like we interact with women, well, well girls our age, um, in our friends friend groups or whatever. But it's like, I think what's scarier for them is trying to do it on someone that they don't know. Yeah, kind of thing. Like some like like a, a complete stranger. I've never seen like for instance, unless it's at a club or or like in a more socially acceptable environment. I don't see a lot of my friends um, approach a random female strangers. So it's not people don't really do it in general. Yeah, though, in general. Fair, but like yeah. especially um, younger guys or guys at uni, because like there's this whole idea that oh no, it's it's creepy, it's weird. I feel like um, guys your age care less. I may be wrong, but. Uh, Definitely, in, 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 as far as like my generation is concerned, like you know, um, talking to strangers is weird and this, that, and the other. But are they beginners? Yeah, a lot of them are beginners because, like I said, a lot of them don't know about game or, or in in that in in PUA terms anyway. So yeah. And how hard is it for you to teach them? How hard is it for you to get some 20-year-old guy who's been brought up to believe that he should never push himself on a girl whatsoever and that he can't do anything like that because it's weird, it's creepy, and it's rapey? How hard is it for you to get him to actually make the first move on a generation that's been heavily sort of, uh, well, feminised to a degree? Yeah. Uh, it was tough at first, and I, I feel like I've learned to become more patient, uh, more patient as, as time went by, but... Like um, young people just don't, really don't listen. I'm saying young people like I'm yeah. older, or whatever. But like guys my age don't listen. I would say, I, and um, their that's their biggest um, um, sticking point is that they don't implement exactly what it is that you tell them to do. And because of that, um, like they'll like a month from now, I've had people tell me, "Oh, I'm still struggling with this, but like you should have done what I said," kind of thing. Uh, so that's um, that's the hardest part for me, anyway. But yeah, has that answered your question? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I've been thinking of this question. It's gonna make me sound like an old man, um, and maybe because you're 22, you might not see it yourself. I think but... we kind of are old men. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I turned 30 last weekend. Um, oh dearie me. So from what I've heard yeah. is that <laughs> fuck, I can't even remember your generation. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, they've been brought up on, for instance, Snapchat and yeah. social media, and that just talking in real life is just a lot less common. That's yeah. a good point. DMs. Like you guys don't even have like phone conversations, do you? You just like oh, no, no. DM each other. Yeah, DM. Um, slide into snap, the DMs. Yeah, Snapchat slidings. <laughs> it's one of those things that I feel has killed um, things like romance or, or, or like really connecting with um with people like women aside just people just people like i feel like um with all these um like uni group chats like it's it almost feels like you um you, you see a different personality um from of, like of your friends online yeah. and then when you meet them in person they're completely they're, they're completely completely different or like they'll uh they won't be as open or they won't be as um Confident. Um, yeah, or confident or, mm. or genuine or whatever. It's it's yeah. And as far as um um women that's another thing that I would say makes it harder for people to to 
approach women because they're so used to because like you know when when you when you're online and you, when you're talking to to someone it's like you're in you're in your comfort zone yeah, even if she screen, even if she exactly even if she blows you out um you know you might ne- you never see them again so like yeah. you don't have to worry about the, the the consequences or whatever or other people judging you or whatever um, the, the only thing you could really worry about is her screenshot and showing you also have friends. time to like prepare your responses exactly, as well. exactly so let's say if you were a girl and I message you mm-hmm. and I say hey how's it going and you say fine how are you mm-hmm. now I've got all the time in the world to come up with a witty response <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> whereas in person you have to do it on the spot good thanks and on things like whatsapp as well you can get rid of like um, you know those red receipts so like um um, the person might not even know that you've read the, the, your their message or whatever. So yeah, that is true. That is true. But, yeah. but on the flip side, that means people that can, um, especially youngsters that can um, step up to a girl in real life, oh God, they're yeah, going to stand out yeah, even you must, more. You must kill it. Yeah. Yeah. Funny enough, I don't like messaging girls for that reason. Like for instance, so we have uh, in in PUA times there's. Um, there's online game there's day game which is what you do in, in, like street approaches essentially and there's um, and there's text game uh, the reason I don't message girls that I meet on the street for instance is that I feel like I'm more about the um, making sure that the initial interaction was um, was was good enough so that like we the next time that she sees me kind of thing I don't, I don't have to like Messenger and and, and and to to build comfort or, or things like that because I've I've met her already I've built comfort already that's why like I'm 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a huge advocate of like um, taking time in the interaction with the girl like in real life rather than on on the phone because yeah. on on the phone like girl, people are flaky some so girls flaky. don't even um, respond to your messages they they don't have time they, as well because there's so, hundreds of them exactly exactly so. Yeah, do they game talk, over everything. Do you talk to girls on the phone? Do I talk to girls on the phone? No, I don't. See, that's no, interesting. No. I was... I think what you're saying, before, sorry to interrupt, um, he doesn't want to build up, like, the attraction through the phone. He'd rather take his time meeting a girl in real life, yeah. and then all he has to do on the phone is just a simple, like... When are we meeting? Yeah, yeah, exactly, done. Yeah, yeah. It makes I agree with that. a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure that's the case. It's just... See, I'm 34, Eve. <laughs> so I come from an era when I remember when people used to talk on the phone anyway. Before you had smartphones and before you had... I even remember when text messaging first came out. Yeah. I remember when text messaging first came out and it was really shit and it didn't always work. It, did, it didn't always work. Tell like you just like... You text, this is like 97, 98. Yeah. You would send a message. I'd text you. One in four times it would work. One in four, like it works all the fucking time now, but not when I was younger. So I'm from an era when people actually used to talk to each other on the phone. So went back. I'm in a relationship now, but back when I wasn't, I would always call girls for the same reason that you're saying about building comfort. I would call a girl. I'll talk to the girl for half an hour on the phone. That was a huge integral part of my game. Or, or I would use WhatsApp. And let's say I've met a girl and whatever, we said whatever. I would use WhatsApp and I'd send her a voice note on WhatsApp because she can hear my voice and she can... All of that sort of jazz. But I was on a WhatsApp uh, pickup artist group like a week ago or so where some guy was talking about the importance of talking to girls on the phone. And he was saying it like there's this revolutionary thing that no one's (laughs) ever considered. I was like, Jesus, fuck, what era am I living in now? (laughs) It's like, a like, bit of a granddad rant there, Karen. Although was, a bit more charismatic than my granddad. Well, thank, well, thank you. But that's, that's all, all his young, all his, all his audience is going to be like, "Who's this granddad?" No, no idea. <laughs> but he was clearly about your age because he, oh, he yeah. was actually like it was groundbreaking. <laughs> like, <laughs> did you know you can actually talk to a girl on the phone? <laughs> so, I, like, I'd rather speak to them in real life. You can hear my deep husky voice in real life I don't hmm. need, know why I need to oh so the, the idea being I say you've got a girl's number for whatever reason yeah or so you will talk to her on the phone mm-hmm. a bit just to either you know continue to build the rapport or yeah. build it if you didn't build it already so that then she will get on I would you know, say actually meet you. Um, if you want to do all of that or like text girls or whatever or, or, or call girls for how many hours or whatever I would say do that once she's um, emotionally invested because that's the thing with girls it's like um, 
you know, girls compared to guys have a lot more people, a lot more like options. guys yeah a lot more options a lot more people hitting them up mm. um the only way i see it is as the only way that she'll make time for you is once she's already emotionally invested kind of thing so if i am ever to call someone on the phone or or, or text them um till 4 a.m in the morning or whatever it would be once she's already once i know that she's into me kind of thing but like as far as building build building comfort and um, whatever else That's I do that On the street I leave that for the street hmm. Yeah See personally What I used to do is I use the phone conversation To get the girl Really into me mm-hmm. I would I'd be talking on the phone To this girl And it's like For maybe the first Half an hour or so It's pure entertainment Yeah Trying to get this girl Laughing Laughing, laughing, laughing Oh my god, you're so funny Would that, would that, would that be a, a girl you met on the street? Or oh, anything Oh yeah a- Any any other way It, <clears throat> it might have been the street It might have been Tinder It might have been MSN Messenger Because I'm a granddad And I remember <laughs> the days of ASL And you'd have no idea what the fuck that means, do you? ASL, no No, oh my god Age, sex, it's- location so you'd message people on MSN Messenger and you'd yeah. say A slash A stands for age, yeah. S stands for gender, and then L stands for location. So you're saying how old are you, what gender are you, and where are you from? And this is like T. Oh, that thing on Omegle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's okay, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but okay, so yeah, getting back to you anyway. Mm-hmm. So, do you um where? Because obviously you do deal with a lot of. Uh, men and they talk about their relationships and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Where? What do you think is the most popular way of meeting romantic partners? Is it online for for people like in their early twenties? Yeah. What do you think that is? Uh, romantic. I feel like, like I said before, um, online dating has killed romance personally and killed the whole like. Um, so are you a fan of it or no? Oh, I'm a fan of it because um, I like to experiment and I have gotten aid from um, Tinder and things like that. But um, as far as like romance, um, things like Tinder and Bumble have killed romance and, and killed human interactions. And the, like, for instance, I, you could, you know, you're, a lot of them are based on aesthetics for one. Number two, you don't even know for sure that the person that you're, um, messaging is who she says she is, or whatever. And then, I, like I've had instances where I've been let down, or I've I've been catfished as well. It's um, it's terrible. Uh, now, as far as um, I would say, meeting people on the street is 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 the most romantic, but it's not the most common um, amongst um, young guys my age. What if that is? Um, because. We as as young people were we like what's more convenient and what's what's easier. People yeah, don't want to go out of their scary, people don't want right? to go exactly. People don't want to go out of their way to oh excuse me. Do you know I can my name is kind of thing. But um, no, but to me that is the most romantic because it's it's like what you see in movies and and things like that. But it's just um, yeah, a, a lot of young guys just want, want what's easier. But yeah. Would you say that your generation in general mm-hmm. wants that? That your generation <clears throat> has been, let's say, brought up, uh, raised, however you want to call it, to always go for the easy option yeah, and to not yeah. develop any like steel or resolve? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you live in an Instagram world where you can take. If I want to look good on Instagram, I can take a million pictures yeah. and then pick the right one and then add a filter and maybe even hop onto Photoshop. I can yeah. just do whatever it takes. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. 100% even things like just torrent downloading shows and whatnot and having Netflix and like mm-hmm. every episode of the show you want to watch is just there yeah, and yeah, things like that yeah everything has just become so much more um, so much more easily accessible for us even when it comes to like um, uh, working or, or, or making money like with the advent of um, there potentially being a market in whatever it is that you're interested in, interested in. like you could make uh, money um, on online over the like the the the, the, the stupidest shit like what, like and I feel um yeah no it, it's it's very true and I feel what what it's done for young people is it's given us um a huge sense of um of entitlement which is another sticking point as far as when it comes to to, to gaming for uh, for a lot of young guys that it's it's that sense of entitlement is what um makes them feel like oh like 
why would she reject me kind of thing it's like oh or, um i don't want to do this anymore since you know I, she's rejecting me and i feel like i'm i shouldn't be rejected kind of thing it's, it's that's yeah do you think porn has something to do with this as well let me explain what i mean so again <laughs> i'm the granddad i'm 35 <laughs> yeah so back in my day i know where this is going but you know, we so, didn't even have the internet <laughs> well we didn't no, but so okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I remember when the the internet dropped properly when I was fourteen. Yeah, and then not everyone was online. I got yeah. online relatively early, ninety eight when I was sixteen. Oh, I see. <laughs> but most people weren't online till about two thousand, two thousand and one. Okay. And then it wasn't till about two thousand and four, two thousand and five when pretty much everybody was on the internet. Yeah. Well, actually, maybe I was point. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. The point is this: when I was younger, yeah. So if I wanted to look at porn, yeah. I had to get a magazine, right? I had oh, to yeah. go into a shop, I had to get a magazine, yeah. and I had to reach up and grab it from the top shelf, take it home, you look at the magazine, you do what you're doing, then you get bored of the magazine, then you yeah. need another magazine. You didn't just have countless amounts of porn at your display, Definitely. at your leisure. Oh, I see what you're yeah, about so, to get at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very, the fact <laughs> that, again, you... The guys of your generation mm-hmm. who were brought up to have everything easy and even yeah. like porn, that's easy. Yeah, yeah, I would have went crazy yeah, yeah. if I had broadband, like HD, whatever porn when I was 12. When I got into porn when I was nine, actually. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> and like you said, all it took was typing one word and yeah. then it was all there. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, risk rejection. Yeah, why, that's what you're getting why, at, right? Yeah, why would you actually risk rejection with an average girl is like seven out of ten mm-hmm. when you could have sex with Ace or Akira or insert your porn star here? Yeah. And there's gonna be no rejection whatsoever. Yeah. None. That's fair enough, and I guess in that in that case, then it all comes down to um, whether you want more out of life than um, you know wanking off to some person. I don't know. <laughs> some people are probably going to do that till 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 their deathbed or whatever. But I, I know that for myself. I know that for myself. I wanted more out of life. I wanted. Um, you know, um, to actually connect with 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 women, like an actual woman, not um, I don't know someone not like a not a fantasy or someone online who doesn't even know that I exist or whatever. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Everyone's different. Like that's that's what I, I tell everyone. Like everyone's end goal in life is different. Like you pick up a side. Everyone's journey is different. So like if that's you, if <laughs> you know, if all all the best. But yeah. <laughs> it's like with anything, right? So you can have it easy um, and not overcome your fears. For example, you could never stretch yourself yeah. in the workplace by going for something better because you're scared of rejection, or yeah. you never go and express yourself artistically because yeah. you're scared of judgment. Yeah. So you just have it easy, but it's never as good. I feel I feel like um, regardless of whether it's easy or hard, you suffer regardless. So when I say that, I mean that. Actually, on one hand you have suffering, and on the other hand you have pain. So um, what's the difference? With with, with um, uh, taking the easier route, I would say you um, you suffer because, like for instance, say someone who's um, someone sucks with women and they don't go out of their way to to improve their um, their their um like social skills or whatever um like you women aren't gonna you know randomly magically disappear at some point you will find yourself in 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 situations where you're gonna have to <laughs> um <laughs> yeah you'll have interact to interact with the woman point, exactly yeah. and and like so if you're not prepared for that you know every time it happens yeah, you know you, you're 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 gonna um either like um, shy away or like you're gonna feel anxious or whatever whereas like uh with um with coming out of your comfort zone comes pain uh short-term pain i would say so like the first time that you're interacting with a woman you're 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 uncomfortable you feel horrible you feel negative you feel um what whatever whatever it is the next time because you've taken time to actually learn shit or actually like uh, improve your you're yourself or whatever the next time it won't be as scary so like i i 
um, one thing that I always say actually is that so the price of becoming the person, the person that you want to be, is measured in the amount of pain and discomfort that you, that that, uh, that you're willing to take. Ooh, but what people, nice what people don't realize is that those two don't last long. Whereas, you know, you 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 you, you whereas if you decide to, whereas if you don't do anything, it's like you're always gonna have this problem and you're never gonna, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it is, you know. Um, it's when when you do when you do go for what's easier, it does feel like all right. You know what? Um, you know I don't have to go through that anymore. Because it's like my, I'm I'm comfortable right now. I'm comfortable, but it's like you're comfortable, but you're still underdeveloped, kind of thing. But yeah. yeah. So what are you working on right now? In what areas of your life are you really trying to develop yourself? Mm. Oh, to go back to Fizz, actually. So this year is the year that I have officially eradicated my um, fear of death. And Really? Uh, yeah. Officially? Officially. I would say, I would say. Um, and the way that I dealt with it is um, I just... Um, no, because like, I, I would say like at the beginning of this year, I was so, 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 so obsessed with like death and like, oh... When am I going to die? When my time is in this, that, and the other? Am I even going to see it? Um, am I even going to see past, live past like um, 25 or whatever? And it's like um, the way I dealt with it was um, I would say coaching and actually getting back to doing what, um, what I like and, and being able to combine everything that I'm passionate about in, in what I do has allowed me to. Um, to, to get rid of that because I felt like the reason I was so obsessed with that was because I, I felt like I didn't want to die in the state that I was in kind of thing so like um, in order to get rid of that I just um, I, I, I do my utmost every single day to just be as, as productive as possible and just to get as much done as possible whilst I'm still on earth kind of thing but sorry to, what was your question what are you working on right now what am I working on now yeah what are your fears or what are your challenges what are my fears and challenges now? Um, now it's about just um, improving what I already am now, kind of thing. So I want to be more self, uh, more, more, more improving my my self discipline for one. That's something that I, that coaching has um, helped me with a lot because like I literally don't have time to like whenever I'm not um, uh, recording podcasts, I'm sorting out. Um, coaching sessions when I'm, whenever I'm not doing that I'm at the gym whenever I'm not there I'm um, networking or, or with other PUAs or I'm promoting my brand or whatever so it's and uh, so it's it's about just um, just continuing that but just amplifying that kind of thing uh, aside from that uh, I would say the clients that I that I that I that I coach um, help me to improve as a person as well like I said um, like I've become a lot more patient with people and a lot more understanding um, of people since I've started coaching I remember the first time when um, like uh, during my first stages like when when when, when I coach someone and they wouldn't do exactly what I I wanted like I'd get um, pissed off like, like this yeah. I remember my first couple clients I wanted to smash their fucking teeth in or whatever it was, it was crazy so like that's violence <laughs> violence but yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah so that's no what I do really it's weird it's it's um you know I found something in, in life that allows me to not only earn money and work but I just constantly learn about myself and like constantly study as well because like I'm still um um, like honing my skills or whatever I'm still learning from other PUAs and, and things like that so it's yeah you know what you said about teaching making you more patient yeah I can attest to that yeah 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 so my girlfriend's Greek and English isn't her first language right she's only been in England for like a year and a half okay. and we've been together for six months her English has improved crap loads since we've been together okay now because I'm a writer I take it upon myself to correct every grammatical oh you're that guy (laughs) I do it for two reasons number one we spend so much time talking that if I allow her to infect my brain with her poor grammar that's bad I can't have that (laughs) number one number two I also want her to just learn the language anyway Mm -hmm. I do the correct way well just yeah but also just so she can interact with people and understand everything that's being said blah 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 blah. like I'm 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 primarily doing it for her Mm -hmm. but the point is so 
I, I speak to her and like there's loads of things that she says that mistakes that are made again and again and again and there's a part of me that goes yeah. when I hear that like mm. oh, get it right but then I remember it's like hold on this is a second language her 92% English uh, completion rate is better than your 0.1% Greek like <laughs> you know what I mean and so yeah, yeah it, it yeah it teaches me to continue to be patient yeah. and to understand somebody else's perspective and where they're coming from mm. and also from helping her with her English I realise how bloody confusing English is as a language because yeah. there's a lot that doesn't make sense mm -hmm. and a lot of the mistakes she makes are actually logical if you actually think about it mm -hmm. but yeah I think a good question because I'm not sure we've uh, described this fully is so if there's someone who uh, I guess is your target audience and he's a bit scared and, and, and he was to come to you for like face-to-face -face coaching right. what could he expect from that session? Uh, funnily enough actually one of the um, someone who'd, who'd not necessarily turned me down but someone that I who did want coaching from me um, and did see me in action like coaching somewhere else had told me that they were too um, anxious to, to, to even talk to me, kind of thing, to even meet up with me. So I've had that. But um, what would, as far as what they would expect, um, what would you mean? Like, like in, in one so session? What, or was what like we'd be working. Coaching, what is it? What actually happens? We'd be, we'd be working on something different uh, every single week or whatever, whether, whether like, depending on whether it's. Um, um, like a, a boot camp and they want to do it for like a certain amount of months or just a weekly thing um, so yeah we'd be working on something different every single week as they continue to improve so for, for instance uh, during the first coaching session it would be um, learning how to stop or approach uh, women and the different ways you can go about it, approaching women so like in, in PUA terms we have um um, direct approaches and indirect approaches or direct game and indirect game direct game being um, oh, hey I just thought you were sexy as hell and you, I had to meet you or indirect where you'd ask for directions like for, I'd say like oh do you know excuse me do you know where I can find um, Carbon Garden and then sometimes I go indirect and then go back to being direct so like I'll tell them I'll tell women like, oh do you know where I can find this that and the other and then as they start this, uh, like telling me where it is I'd say oh I was just kidding I just thought you were gorgeous and I was looking for any reason to speak to you <laughs> so things like that just um <laughs> approaching it would all yeah it would all depend on their level and um how fast I feel like they've improved and whether we can move on or not but we would be working on something different every single week if anyone listening wanted to find out more about you and what you're all about is right. there somewhere you can go online um, yeah Snapchat Twitter Instagram Facebook even SoundCloud Cayman K-P-U-A that's C-A-Y M-A-N K-A-Y P-U-A yeah hit me up <laughs> Right, well, thank you very much for giving us the time. And, yeah, cheers. It's been a great chat. Awesome. So that is it for another exciting, fantastic, rib-tickling episode of What Are You Afraid Of? Hosted by Gung Ho Face Puncher Joe oh. and me, the uh, chocolatey-skinned Kieran Callum. So... <clears throat> yeah, if you like the cover adjib, please basically subscribe to us on iTunes and uh, on SoundCloud as well. And also, we want to know what you personally are afraid of. So go to www.speakpipe.com forward slash what are you afraid of to leave us a voice note. That is spelled S P E A K P I P E dot com forward slash what are you afraid of. And you can leave us a voice note to tell us all about what it is that scares you and to be featured in our next episode. We want to know if there's anyone else out there who's afraid of whales. Yeah. <laughs> Not the country. Yeah. Well, including the country. If whales as a country scares you for some reason, yeah, that's very, that's very interesting. I think it's what it's called. Satophobia. Satophobia. Yeah. yeah Fear right. of whales. Fear of whales, yeah. Okay, like the, the, the animal. The, the animal. <laughs> oh, gotcha. If you have a fear of whales, if you have a fear of tadpoles, fish, I don't know. We want to know. But anyway, bye-bye, listener. Have a lovely day. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers.